Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. All right, Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in this next guest to play for the Bearcats from 1987 to 1991. Excuse me. He was recruited by and played for the late, great Tony Yates and eventually was part of the first ever Bob Huggins team. He's in the Greater Cincinnati Basketball Hall of Fame, which I'm actually a proud board member of now. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number 25, Lou Banks, a.k.a. Sweet Lou. What up, Lou? Hey, what's going on, Alex? I'm doing very well, man. How how you been? Good, good, good. Can't complain, man. Everything is good. Life is good. Yeah, tell the Bearcat fans what you're up to these days. Um, right now I'm working as a supervisor at Aileen Candle in New Albany, Ohio. Okay. Good stuff. I'm, I'm not up to very much. Um, you know, have a basketball fan and sports fan. Uh, don't do too much. Just relaxing and chilling up. There you go. Now, Lou, you know, you're one of my favorite players growing up. And um, I used to be running around campus as a kid. And, you know, I would see you. I don't know if you remember this, but we, we go back. I used to be a ball boy yeah. back in the day when you played. You remember that? Yes, 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 yes. That's <laughs> so yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, your father had to up there. Yeah, he was always part of his team. Mm-hmm. I was up there. Yeah, no also question. Had, also had a good time doing your little thing with, with the Bearcat. So oh. Good. oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just because I don't live in Ohio don't mean I don't follow. I still follow the Bearcat, but always the Bearcat. Bearcat, oh. Bearcat. <laughs> That's true, man. Now, now, when you played for the Bearcats, you wore number 25, and I usually ask all my guests why they chose the number they chose. So why did you pick number 25 when you played for the Bearcats? Because seven was my favorite number in several of the year. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't wear seven playing basketball. You know, right. International, you know, it was played then, but playing in the state, you know, we didn't get a chance to wear that number. So mm. I combined the two. That's the one. I chose two times. There you go. Now, um, you're you're from Camden, New Jersey, originally. You grew up there, right? Yes, yes. So um, what was... What was it like growing up in Camden back then? Well, it was good. You know, things were still a little slow than how they are now. Um, but that's what it was. It was basketball, northeast, you know, living in the state of Jersey, right next to New York. That's all it was. It was basketball. Mm-hmm. Kids played football and baseball, but first love was basketball. <clears throat> Camden was good, you know, had four good teams while I was there. And you went to you went Camden High School, right? Yes, yes, went to Camden High School. Um, I finished in the top my senior year, we finished in, uh, number one in the nation that year. So it was a good year. That was your senior year? Yeah, just before we came to UC. Started at at the beginning of the year, 32, and at the last game, finished 
the Lord in the nation. So that mm. very cool. And you were you were the leading scorer on that team, right? About thirty five points a game. Yeah, all around something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't be humble, Lou. You were dropping no, about thirty five a game, dog. Yeah, we we was getting a few. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about thirty five a game as a senior in high school. What the, what type of player were you in high school? Like, what was your what was your game like? Well, it was a little bit different. You know, it wasn't a three point line in high school. Mm-hmm. So, just, I I came out of high school and. When you got to college, it was a three-point line. It, it wasn't one in high school. So it, it it actually started the year I left high school. The next year, it was a three-point line. So I pretty much was a take the ball to the basket, out-hustle you, and out-work you guy. That's what I was in mm-hmm. high school. Yep. And so... During your senior year, you started to get um, recruited pretty heavily. Um, who were some of the schools that were recruiting you besides the Bearcats? Uh, I was at a school. I was um, top 50 in the, in the country. Uh, guys coming up out of high school, I got recruited from Maryland, Louisville, um, some schools out west, USC. Mm-hmm. Oregon, you know, some, um, just about all the only conference really wasn't really high with the Big Ten conference, but all the other schools pretty much was there. Mm-hmm. And, and why did you choose the Bearcats? <laughs> I actually was uh, Bengals and Reds fans as a kid. I, I don't know. I know why I was a Reds fan, but I don't really. I I like this to watch. You know, Bengals was my football team as a youngster. And I fell in love with the city of Cincinnati on my visit, and that's decided that this is where I wanted to be. Uh-huh. So, Man, being all the way in New Jersey, being on the East Coast with all the different football and baseball teams that are there, and you like the Reds and the Bengals? Oh, yeah, that's um, the big red machine. was. Yeah, know, well, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, my when I'm eight, nine years old, and my old man is talking about big red, so you watch the big red. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> so, sure. So that that was one. And then, you know, at first I was a Raiders fan. And then, you know, I got a little bit started liking Cincinnati and things, what they was doing. And then also, once I came to Cincinnati, I became a Bengals fan. Okay. You know, you live in Ohio, you either got to pick one of the other ones, and I picked Cincinnati because I was in Cincinnati. That's right. The Browns is okay. I like the Browns, but but I'm still a Bear. You know, Bengals, yep. Bearcat. That's what we had. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, being that you were recruited and played for Tony Yates, um, Coach Yates uh, recently passed away, and um, I've talked to some guys that that played for Coach Yates. Uh, Roger McClendon was on the show, and I just wanted to ask you what Coach Yates meant to you. Well, Coach Yates was like a father, you know. He- he bring us all in. We tried to, you know, he was an army guy. So mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that everybody that came out, he was right, you know. It's like a father figure, you know. That's what Tony X was. He was a good guy. So we just had some rough times on the court. But other than that, he was a great guy. I loved Tony X. Yeah, he was definitely a great guy. I remember, I remember the days when I was a kid and I would come to the Tony H basketball camp, man. That's really oh, wow. what got me started yeah. in hoops, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I used to love I used to love seeing all you guys. Um guess you, you know who one of my first coaches was at the uh Tony H basketball camp? One of my first coaches was Ramel Shorter. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, bro. Yeah, Lil Ro. Um, yeah. That's that what's up. 
Let him bring back some memories with those guys in those first two years of 33 years that you see Tony H was the coach and those guys was around, and, you know. Yep. Like it, I'm sorry, you know, go ahead. It changed when, you know, you get a different coach, but it, it was a great feeling to be around Tony. Tony H is one of the reasons how I'm in Ohio. Yep, for sure. For sure. Now, let's, let's jump into your career here with the Bearcats. So your first year, you were Prop 48. And a lot of people today don't know what a Prop 48 is. And that, that kind of ended right around the time that I entered college. You know, they changed the rules on how, how all that worked. So could you explain that you, you weren't the only one. There were several other guys that were yeah. Prop 48 at the time. So could you explain that in that process? Yes. Oh, okay. Like NC2A put in a rule that that have a 2.0 in a score on the ACT. You had to score 17, and on the SAT, you had to score 700. Mm-hmm. And just missed that 700 on the, you know, 660 on the SAT that had me ineligible with my um, 2.5 G. Mm-hmm. Coming up out of high school. So we, we came to the college set out first year and then so what it was is the school paid for us to be in school mm-hmm. order for us to get that year back we had to pay back the school to get the eligibility for my senior year wow interesting yeah. those were or, those were different times yeah or you could have just had the school pay for it, and then you would have had three years to help the Gotcha. So so what was that like? I mean, you go from, you know, obviously being a high-level high school basketball player, averaging 35 points a game, playing on the top team in the country. You know, you come to UC, and you guys come in with a real nice class of players. Mm-hmm. And now you have to sit out an entire season. What was that like? That was rough. You know, and see, the NC2A wouldn't even allow us to be around practices, and we can go to games and things, but we wasn't even allowed to participate or watch practice. That makes it even tougher, Lou. That that was tough, but then you know, like 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 you said, I came in with five other guys, and what we did, Cincinnati had intermittals. Basketball <laughs> at Lawrence Hall, game. right? That's right, in Lawrence Hall, and we took our game to the show. And you know, it was easy at first, but then at the end of it, you know, we had some competition, you know. But it, it was pretty much if we didn't win that thing, it was like, why is these guys at UC? <laughs> you know? Now, so, I I heard Lou. The rumor was like. Back then, there were some legendary games when Lawrence Hall, like people were coming to watch you guys play. Oh, man, Lawrence Hall was packed, man. And, it, and not just saying, but we, we had some pretty just nice crowds up in Lawrence Hall with that capacity <laughs> for what it was worth, you know. Things wasn't so, the fans wasn't all there when I first got the UC, but, yeah, but they came. They came eventually to um, Earl Shoemaker open up. Earl Shoemaker and well, now is what is it? The third? The third arena. That's right. Yep. It's the third now. So, you know, it came a long way and people come now. So, mm-hmm. know, turn around since they're not Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was so, – so, Lou, I was talking to – I interviewed Bob Huggins, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But I was talking to him, you know, about his career coaching at the University of Cincinnati, and he pointed to one player that really started off what a lot of people look at UC basketball as today. And he pointed to you, Lou Banks, as, you know, one of those guys that got this whole thing started. 
and how important you are to UC basketball. So I thought after I talked to Hugs, I was like, man, I got to reach out to Lou. And I, so, and I know you and I talked a little bit before we did this interview, and there are a lot of Bearcat fans that listen to this podcast. Um, there are a large group of them that are younger, and they're not familiar with Lou Banks. And I really want to get them familiar. So I want to kind of go through, you know, your career, you know, at the University of Cincinnati. When we finish this interview, I want people to understand who Lou Banks is and how important he is to, to UC basketball. And with that being said, when you start your freshman year um, at UC, you're Prop 48, and you start your, your first year, explain to Bearcat fans, especially the younger ones, what type of player at this point is Lou Banks? Like, what type of player are the Bearcats getting? Well, to me, I, I wouldn't gonna let a guy outwork me. Mm-hmm. The court. You know, I wasn't the best shooter on the court. You know, play hard. You know, take the ball to the basket, try to get to the foul line, play with other guys. By the time I first got the UC, I pretty much was a work guy. You know. I'm gonna try to outwork you, and that was the thing. What I was most 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 known for. Keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going. You know, just got to keep going. Who gonna be there at the end? You know, and then when the end came, I wanted to be there. So that's what UC was getting when I first got here. Yep. And, and when you and when you first get there. Um, you know, you guys are coming off of the year prior when you had to sit out. Um, the team was, I believe, 12 and 16, 3 and 9 in the league. The team didn't make the tournament. So, with all you guys coming in, um, Roger McClendon now is going into his senior year. Um, the expectations um, are pretty high, right? At, at that point, you know, you got this new new group of guys who are the future of Bearcat basketball. Roger McClendon, who's <laughs> Is such a big name in UC basketball. Um, what were the expectations for you guys that first year? Well, we really didn't know what college basketball really was, you know. So we we thinking all of us young guys, and we're gonna tear this league up. We just, <laughs> we're tear this league up. Things didn't work that way. Earn what you get, you know. So. It was rough the first year at UC. From like my senior year, I didn't lose a game. I didn't lose a game in my sophomore year in high school. I lost a total of six games in high school. Period. Wow! Wow! You know, in four years we lost six games. So it it was rough coming to UC and losing seventeen of them. And uh, that was probably one of the low points that in my basketball career, it was feeling really bad after the first year. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a lot because of the expectations of what was there. Yeah. It just yeah. all couldn't get put together. You know, it wasn't enough of time because I think we would have been a better team if they would have let us practice with the guys wouldn't we was freshers. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. The, the Cormario would have been better, you know. So you're trying to put five different guys. By the time it was uh, that year, it was only five. One guy transferred. So five different guys you're trying to mix in with, with your other six that you had there. Mm-hmm. So it, it was rough. That that was really rough the first year playing basketball. So so as a player, after your first year, what did you learn as a player after your first year? As a as a player, see, you you got to learn how to get on the court. That's the first thing, you know, and and the way to stay on the court, you know. Plan when you ain't a starter, you got to learn how to finally get minutes. Yeah, for sure. That, that's what I learned my freshman year, how to get minutes. You know, so 
playing hard on the defensive end, rebounding the basketball, staying in front of your guy will get you on that court. Yep. When your opportunities come, you got to make them count. So that's what's going to keep you on that court. So that's that's what I learned from a freshman to a sophomore. And you were second leading rebounder on the team next to Cedric Glover. You know, you and, and I mean, still you averaged eight point three points a game, almost six rebounds. Your your freshman. You know how Hugs is. Hugs is about defense, and mm-hmm. you know, rebounding is such an important piece to that. So rebounding the basketball, you did that fairly well your first year. Well, that, that's a way to try to stay on the court. Mm-hmm. See? And the reason was is that if you wasn't part of the offense, offense came to you when, you know, when you're a freshman, you have to fight for everything. You know, you, you got seniors and juniors and even sophomores fighting for time. Yep. You know, so and the plays are called for the guys that's been there. <laughs> yep. Unless you were that guy, and I wasn't that guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of that guy, Lou, um, Roger McClendon, you know, coming into UC McDonald's All American. Um, obviously, he had a tremendous career at the university. Um, Roger's a tremendous person. Um, what was it like playing with Roger, and you know, what were some of the things that maybe you learned from Roger McClendon your first year? What what I learned from Roger is that you let the game come to you. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at him as when I was freshman sophomore year, the game came to him. And what I mean by that slowed down, he knew how to use the pitch. He knew where to be at. Huh. The mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the most important thing. What I learned from Rod, and taking a couple of smacks. You know, you know, you got the got the foul a little bit. Rod like foul. <laughs> <laughs> that was that that was the way I wanted to play was. That's who I wanted to guard was Roger. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not on the starting team, so that's the one I wanted. So that's the I, I spent a lot of time with him, you know, just and being a good guy. That's the mm-hmm. most important thing. What yeah. I, I can say about Roger, Roger was one of the best guys, man, that you can know. Man, that's the truth. Great dude. Great dude. Now your 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 first year playing, nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight, you guys finished eleven and seventeen, didn't make the tournament. So going into your sophomore year, nineteen eighty eight to nineteen eighty nine season, this is kinda of like the life after Roger McClendon. Um, you, Cedric Glover, Lavertus Robinson, Andre Tate, like it's your guys' show, um, at this point. Um, how was that sophomore year for you? It was rough, the still finding my way. You know what I'm saying? I was still finding my way. And once conference came, I, a light clicked on. You know, it clicked on for me. Mm-hmm. Now I know where I belong and what I need to do for this team. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when it clicked for me. But the first 10, 11 games in preseason, that was rough, man. You know, <laughs> basketball is easier than this, you know what I'm saying? It, it was still trying to find myself on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, and by the time turn, um, conference came around, it was there. Mm-hmm. That's when I said the light clicked on for me and what I needed to do, and it all clicked together. And it was kind of sad because when it started clicking for me, Cedric went down. Mm. Yep. So the inside of our punch wasn't there, but then, you know, we had to pick up the slack for Cedric because he mm-hmm. wasn't playing a lot of games. Yep. Now, now during your sophomore uh, year, um, you guys beat Xavier, which you know how that is, man. At the Gardens, like any, anytime you beat Xavier, that's 
that's a that's a big deal. Can you reflect on? Do you remember that game very well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. that's the first. You know, because they they got us pretty good in the first year playing against Xavier. Um, you know, and we right back at the same thing. You know, playing them again inside the guard. You know, now it's our home court. Uh, that was one of the games that, to me, that said that I arrived in Cincinnati that year. That's when mm-hmm. I was in Cincinnati. And that's when it was like, Lou, but after that game right there. Mm-hmm. Sophomore yep. year. You know, I had a little bit of Lou, but it was Lou. <laughs> Lou. That's what it was. That Xavier game was sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Finally, have arrived there. We got to win, and it was a good deal. Yeah, and and, and listen, I, I always tell people this. You know, having first of all being a fan of the Bearcats growing up, then playing for the Bearcats. One of my favorite rivalries was always Louisville. The Louisville Cardinals. Growing up, that game, obviously the Xavier game, were always big games for me. Like, I always enjoyed that. Um, you guys, your sophomore year, uh, Louisville at the time was number four in the country, uh, losing a close one by three at home. But you guys go at Louisville at the end of the season when Louisville's ranked number 14 in the country, and you win at Freedom Hall. Man, tell people, man, what what it was like playing at Freedom Hall? Those fans, Louisville fans, are intense. They're great fans, but when you go in there and, and beat Louisville at Louisville, number fourteen well, in the country, big well, deal. You know, it, it is a big deal. But you know, when you go to Louisville, you got to think about the Derby. So mm-hmm. you, you're riding through before you're coming up on Freedom Hall, see all these tables and stuff. You know, all the tradition that's up in there. And then when you get up in there, they, they're crazy. Just like you say, <laughs> they're all on the everywhere. Then mm-hmm. that's when me and El Nardo had a connection going on right around, around in there. That's when our game in the conference. Okay, El, Nar- El Nardo Gibbons yeah. for, for the yeah. Bearcat fans. Yep. Point guard El Nardo yeah. Gibbons. Yep. So. El Nardo was like, yo, we going in here and getting us a win. I'm like, yeah, we got to get this win. So <laughs> and when the game was close and we was up, we started believing that, you know, we can actually get this win. Mm-hmm. That's the first win that we had against Louisville. Yeah. So that, that felt good because they beat me twice the first year. They already going to beat me the first time in the sophomore year. Right. Um, and down Louisville. And, you know, because Louisville was recruiting me really hard. They took three guys from my high school. Mm-hmm. You know, they took Milk Wagner, yep. Billy Thompson, and Kevin Walls. And they was recruiting me really hard. It was, you know, so it was, Louisville was right there in one of the decisions where I was going to go play basketball. Mm-hmm. So that was real good, you know, to go up in Louisville and get a win for first time. And uh, since Roger beat them, you know, that was that that was a good win. Yeah, for you know, sure. I, I, I watched that game. Um, he was scoring thirty five, shooting it with, without a three pointer, just hitting jumpers, jumpers, jumpers. That was the last time you see beat Louisville mm. in Louisville, you know. So. Uh, that was a good fill. Yeah, for sure. And you guys finished 15 and 12 that year. Didn't make the NCAA tournament. Didn't make the tournament at all. And then everyone finds out that Tony Yates gets fired. How did you hear about it? Well, you know, it was kind of coming. It was three years in a row. It was 12 and 16, 11 and 7. And we thought we turned it around. Well, you know, we lost a lot of close games. Yep. All I mean, a lot. So we had 12, 16, 12, 
seventeen. So you know we're part of <laughs> twenty nine losses in three years, right? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough you know, and, you know. So it was it was hard because we was just finishing up a positive season. We mm-hmm. like we couldn't even go to the Metro Conference tournament that year. Yep. So we was having a banquet. I found out at the banquet, you know, that's when we found out that he was not going to be there the next year. Did you want to? Did you want to transfer at that point? Uh, I, I was I was ready to leave Cincinnati. Yep. I was really ready to leave, and you know, then then they said we was getting ready to get a Bob Knight crazy guy coming <laughs> in. Throwing tantrums and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to play for no guy like that. <laughs> but Hugs wasn't like that. It wasn't what the, they created him to be this monster. He actually was a great guy. You know, that's the reason why I stayed around. Because, because of Hugs. Yes, the conversations what I had with Hugs. And that was <laughs> rough because we only had like eight scholarship players that year. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell, t- hey, Lou, tell, tell us about your first meeting with Coach Huggins and what that was like, like the first time you met him and had a conversation. Well, you know, the first time and I was like asking him what's his um, philosophy in basketball, what, what type of basketball he liked to play, and he was like, you know, we – Play a little one-three-one defense, matchup zone defense. You know, I'm like, what about man-to-man? He said, Well, I don't think y'all got man-to-man guys here. <laughs> <laughs> and with us not having very much left in the thing, 1989-90 season, it was really bare. We had two young guys coming in with. Six guys who was on scholarship. It was mm-hmm. rough. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I first left up out of that meeting, I'm like, man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> so then when he brought us all together, me and him had another one on one. And he's like, so can you get all these guys together and you think we can play basketball here? I'm like, I don't know, Hugs, you know. Mm-hmm. But but by the end of the conversation, uh, my whole attitude has changed. I said, well, we have to just see, you know, because I was looking to transfer, you know, thinking about going back east. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was kind of a rough situation that turned into a dominant and a rough because I couldn't get a better guy. Yeah, for sure. I play for a better guy, you know. I'm happy I made the decision to stay alive. And we we were, as Bearcat fans, uh, definitely happy you stayed. And you, Lavertis Robinson, Keith Starks, Andre Tate, if you really look at it, you guys um, kind of the foundation um, mm-hmm. to hugs and getting this program rocking and rolling. And I think – you guys deserve a lot more credit than I think you guys get. <clears throat> Although I do think you guys get some credit, I don't think you get enough for that, you know, that first year. Um, that 1989-1990 season, um, kind of turning things around. Um, and you were the leading scorer on the team okay. that year. So you, you excelled offensively under hooks. You agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, but it was my time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was my time, and the game had slowed down a little bit for me, understanding what I needed to do, where I needed to be, where my shots was. Because if you look, I only took like 28 threes the whole, my whole career. You know, I knew where to get to where I wanted to be. And it was very excelling hugs because there wasn't nobody else behind me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you better not file out. But you, <laughs> you're going to play the whole game. You're going to finish, you know, so you couldn't file out. So it, was, it was great. It was great after 
you played and you were part of, I think, one of the most important games in Bearcat history. You were part of that November 25th, 1989 game versus the 20th ranked Minnesota Gophers. Now, that was was unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, that was was open. Um, You know, Minnesota was ranked had an All-American on the team, Bert, Willie Burton. You know, that's all Dick Vitale was talking about, how this Willie Burton is just going to be all this and that. And he was. He, he he was good, you know. So, But you got to defend was home. And then what happened is was, was amazing, man. It, it, it was amazing to open up that building and for it to end the way that it ended. It was it was amazing. And, and and quickly tell us and I want to come back to the, the last play with Steve Sanders and the shot, but going from you know, your first couple years playing in the gardens first now playing in your basically your own arena, um, with the shoe. I mean, what 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 was that like? Like you you guys ushered in a brand new arena. Well, well, that's what we was waiting for. That was part of the recruiting package that you know, Shoemaker mm. was going to be there and it was going to open. And, and it was the buildup was great because now we don't have to share an arena with no one. Right. And what was even better about it, it was on campus. Yep. For you sure. Know? So that that was great. That was, you know, and then ain't no one else had an arena with a restaurant at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> the UCATS club. Yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ahead of its time right there. Um, at the time, having that restaurant that overlooked the court. Mm-hmm. So, so take us uh, take us back to that night, and you know the game's coming to the end. Um, obviously, uh, most Bearcats fans know the ending with Steve Sanders hitting a big shot. Mm-hmm. But what what was it like in that moment with that last? that play, what were you doing at that moment? Well, I had just had a bucket right before free throw line, an and one, then that would bring to within two. Uh-huh. So when they was trying to inbound the ball, and they threw it away. I'm like, oh. we look up at the thing, you know, they put a little bit back up up there, so it was eight tenths of a second left. So the play was they thought it was coming to me, and I ran real hard. And they found them in the corner, and you know, it was bored. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was bored. <laughs> the rest was the rest yeah. was history. Yeah, that that was unbelievable to open up a moment like that. Oh, for sure. That was such an important game, I think, in, in Bearcat history. Just that new coach, new arena, new mentality, and beat a top 25 team in the country. And now fans are starting to get excited about the direction, you know, of the program. Um, so I, I do want to dive into some of the games um, in this particular season, your, your junior year. Uh, looking at um, you guys go back to Freedom Hall again and play Louisville at the time was ranked, um, I think they were ranked number eight in the country, um, and have a big win there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was we we was there, we was there in that conference, um, and we was just short of bodies. That's pretty much what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. All of us have been in there three years, Andre, his second year. You know, we know these guys. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was something that we knew that we can go there and win because after we won that one as a sophomore year at, at Freedom Hall, you know, it's something that, that, that you know, we always feel that we can play well at Louisville. Mm-hmm. You know? Certain yep. we played well at, you know. Fortunately, that was one of the ones that we was playing well. And, and why? So, 
back to your scoring. Why do you think you excelled under Bob Huggins' system? Well, it was open. It wasn't the same thing what we was running down screen up. Hugs made it so that it was L.A. run, you know what I'm saying, bigger guys taking guys down low. Now we're getting the chance to post up at 6'5", you know what mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> You know, you yep. don't post up at 6'5", so, you know, things were good. And then what we was doing, we was running. Yep. You know, that's tough. Uh, putting tempo on people and, you know, that's that's what we was doing so that we was getting a lot of easy buckets. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we was excelling at. Yep. And it was always fun watching you bring the ball up, up the court and, and running the point, being a bigger guard. Like, you were a bigger guy bringing that ball up the court, man. That was always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's that's pretty much where I wanted it to be, but we just didn't have the bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have the bodies, so we had to play down low. Yep. And, you know, and it was like any guy can just grab the ball and just go with it. You know, that that was the rule. You know, as long as you ain't turning it over, you get it and go. Get it and go. <laughs> and, I, and I think that year, you know, things are starting to head in the right direction. Um, you guys finished 20 and 14. You end up playing in the NIT. Obviously, it's not the NCAA tournament, but things are kind of headed in the right direction. Um, after your junior year, what was your feeling? Were you excited about the direction of things? Were you, you know, were you thinking about transferring, or what was your mindset at that point? Oh uh, no, it was in for it was only one more year. It was, it was all for nothing. Um, it's just that we had more scholarships available. Mm-hmm. We were excited about the players that they was bringing in, you know we get a chance to be more of a team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was rough for those guys when they first started. You know, Curtis and A.D. Jackson. Yep. It was rough for them when they first started. But we was looking to get Jeff back in, you know. You know, Jeff had transferred from Miami to UC. So, you know, we was looking to get him back up in there. You're talking about Jeff Scott. Yeah, Jeff Scott. Mm-hmm. Jeff Scott. Yep. You know, to beat some people up because we was tired of him beating us up in practice every day. <laughs> right. Yeah, so and then, you know, it was size, you know, that's what we what we really needed was size and we was getting some bigger players, so that was good. Mhm. And and so your senior year, which is nineteen ninety, uh nineteen ninety one, um, you and Herb Jones. Are the are the two leading scorers on the team? I think Herb was at sixteen. You were um, close to sixteen as well. Um, you and Herb were, were kind of a you know a, a double trouble on the court there for a lot of uh, opponents. Oh yeah, well you know Herb came in. That's Herb was another player like I was. You know. Yep. He he wanted the ball and he wanted to go get rebounds. So. You know, that was a good thing, you know, had someone mm-hmm. wanted to fight for rebounds and go get rebounds. And, you know, it, you know, Herb came right out the door. You know, that was a good thing, too. You know, it took a few games, but right after that, Herb was out running, you know. Mm-hmm. 33, 16, you know, we wasn't getting guys with numbers like that. And that was good to see players coming in and, scoring and playing ball and playing defense. So that, that was the the turnaround that I really got a chance to get to my true position, you know, playing the guard, playing the off guard, you know, mm-hmm. you know small forward when Herb came along. Yep. Now, um, that year, your last year, you guys played Kentucky at home. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget about that game. We had him too. We had him. Lost yeah. by four. Yeah, we we had him, you know, and <laughs> um, you know, so 
as a young boy, he was 17, mass burn, man. Oh, my goodness, boy. It was rough at the end. But that was opening up Shoemaker for a holiday tournament. You know, UC had just started that little tournament where mm-hmm. we had the we beat in Kentucky the whole game until the end of the game. But, you know, that was a rough loss right there. Yeah. Yep. I remember being there. I remember being there for that game. And you already had them. Had them. But, you know, you guys had a great schedule that year. You even played Michigan State, who at the time ranked 21 in the country. Another close game at home. Well, they changed the rules because of that game. You know, um, put the – Shot clock with the red thing on the top of the backboard. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve, um, oh, Steve Smith. You're talking about from uh, Michigan State, Steve Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith hit game winner. We thought the ball was still in his hand. So, yep. But, uh, rough. It was a rough. It was some good games what we had. Mm-hmm. Had to win them and let some of them slip away. Yep. But you guys, I mean, you guys had a great schedule um, that season, just as far as the the competition. Um, I remember that East Tennessee State game. You guys lost that at home. That was a, that was a tough one. I remember as a young kid being there, and like I didn't think think East Tennessee State was any good because you don't hear a lot about them. They were good, man. They could shoot the ball. I remember they were long. Huh? long. A couple guys was real long. Yep. Small forward and and power forward. Guys mm-hmm. were six five, six eight, which were long arms. But yeah, they and then Jennings he had a really good game. So you know mm-hmm. that East Tennessee State we had them. You know, it was a lot of close loss games that year that we just couldn't finish them. Yep. In a lot of the games, we just wasn't able to finish them. And, and you guys finished 18 and 12 um, that season. And once again, go to the NIT, beat Ball State, lose to Oklahoma um, in an overtime game. Um, how do you, I mean, when you reflect back on that last year, what, what were your thoughts on your senior year and how it ended? Uh, and, well, you know, you always want to get to that. NCAA, but you know, it, and then we thought we should have been playing at Shoemaker Center, even against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, us on the road, we go out there. Um, the game was a good game, and you know, right there, and you know, lost. That was another close last last second loss, you know. So it, it ended. Bad because you know you you least want to try to get to New York even if you don't win it all. You <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, that was a hard loss because it was we was hanging them up for for good at UC. You know we walked off of there. You know me, Lavertis, and Keith. We I was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We walked off and you know it was. Good career. Do you have any regrets? Oh no, no. You know, you you want to win more, but no, you, it, there's no regrets. You know, other, other than winning, I had a great, great experience in college. You know, yeah, for sure. Good four years, five years total, but it was a good four years playing basketball at UC. And I will say this: I'm gonna, I'm going to say this again. You guys were such an important part of the foundation for the Bearcat basketball program going to that next level. And you think about when your career ended in 1991, and then you look at the year after, you guys really set a stage for how hard Bearcat basketball players play, the style of play. And that leads to that team the following year that ends up going to the NCAA tournament, playing Michigan in the final. So, it's like you guys really helped. And I, I, I know you guys wanted to do better, go to the NCAA tournament, but you guys helped that stage for that for that next group and the program. Uh, no doubt. You know, all those guys that came in the year after we left, 
Oh, we still was a part of their recruiting class. Yep. You know, all those guys came in. And one thing, what I can say, it clicked for them. It mm-hmm. finally clicked. You know, once all the guys come together, then they was a little bit more mature class. Mm-hmm. You know, playing with juniors and seniors, you know, so it was good. You know, they did some great things on that 91, 92 team, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Well, they had yeah. such a unique mixture of, like you said, they've got some junior college guys that come in, mixed with some guys that have been there, you know, A.D. Jackson, Herb Jones, T-Rat, Jeff Scott. I mean, those guys have been with you, been through the trenches, and you add these guys like C. Blunt, Mick Van Exel, Buford, guys that are a little bit more older and experienced, and you blend that together, and boom, there you go, right? That's right. You know, like, it's one thing what I learned back in 80, 86, 87, and that was Bearcat Pride. <laughs> you know, Myron Hughes. Oh, yeah. You know, Roger, Cedric, Steve Jackson, Anthony May. Mm-hmm. You know, all all these guys, man. Jeff Rue, You know, we, yep. we, we all was together. And it was one thing is that you got to play hard. You mm-hmm. know? And... From there, we had another team three years later that a guy was playing just as hard as you, but he was on the sideline mm-hmm. with the with the so shirt threw it off on the sideline up over there. <laughs> he got there coaching just as hard as he was playing. So you know that that mm-hmm. that changes. That that's one thing. What we wanted to leave this program as a Bearcat. You know, yep. when we see guys, is what we say to each other, Bearcat, Bearcat. Yep. You know, and that's a saying because that means that you don't go out there and, excuse my language, pussyfoot around. Right. You know, yep. you go out there and play hard. And that, that was one of the things what we learned young and hugs just instilled in us a little bit more by the time I was a junior. Mm-hmm. So. so, Lou, give me your best hug story. Hug story. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are a lot of them. Oh, right. You know, my my favorite one, you know, is have to do with T Rat. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, we in practice one day, you know, everybody get thrown out of practice, hugs throw everybody out of practice. Yep. So, those, eat those coaches out of practice. Yeah, you know, hugs <laughs> throw everybody out of practice, right? Uh-huh. So, you don't feel like you one of the fellows into hugs throw you out of practice. Right. <laughs> so, but this is one of the first ones where we had just – Met hug, so you know that's that's my. I guess this is my favorite one. So we up in there and we practicing. You know, it used to be three and a half, four hours. NCAA didn't have times on how long you can practice and how many hours you can practice. Mm-hmm. So we up in there practicing, and Terrence is the freshman. He's turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. You know. Hugs just on the whole first half an hour practice. You know, they got the clock up there. It's running down. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Before you move to the next. Well, then he calls and he says, JL, I'm just tired of it. Just get him a bus ticket. Don't even get him an airplane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back to Dalton. Send his ass back to Dalton. Oh, my God, man. That's, man, we... Mm-hmm. We was out. We stopped practice for at least five minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, man, that's, that's one of my favorite hug stories right there. That's hugs. And you, you know, you're so right. Like, and it's great for Bearcat fans to kind of, you know, get open up the door and let them hear about what happened at practices or in the locker room. And so many players got kicked out of practice. 
Mm-hmm. Hugs would Hugs would stop the clock at practice and just go off on somebody for 15, 20 minutes. And like you you want to laugh, but you got to be because <laughs> stuff it's so funny sometimes. Well, so you you know we we trying to hold our composure, but yep. By the end of the conversation, man, we all over there on laughing. And so he even started laughing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, that's something that, you know, but that's, you get guys to come together, mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't know what he was doing, but that's what he was doing. Method to his madness, yep. Yes, 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 you know, sit back and think about it, what he was doing, and that's what he was coming to. Yep. And, Luke, so um, I got on Twitter and I sent out a tweet, and, and I you know, usually ask for these interviews, Bearcat fans, to, you know, if they've got any questions they want me to ask, Lou Banks. And I had a guy on Twitter, um, his name is at Sheltering Pete. He told me to ask you, what was your favorite game as a Bearcat, and why was it the game against Florida State? <laughs> <laughs> was, was that your favorite game? As well, a Bearcat? Well, well that's one of them. Okay. That, that, that Florida State game was one of them. My, one of my biggest joys at UC was to play against Duke, and we mm. had a chance to do that over in um, Hawaii mm-hmm. in the Rainbow Classic. You know, I had one of my best games at UC. Um. But it wasn't a win, you know. But when you get a chance to play against the legendary coach and the guys with all the hype, what they had, it was a good thing, you know. That's one of my favorite games. But my actually favorite game that you see has got mm-hmm. to be got to be the one when I put the last shot in that. Um, Miami against Miami of Ohio. Okay, okay. That's my favorite game. Nice. You know, it was a win and it was the last shot, so that's that was the one for me. Was Even that, though was I that won your, in Louisville. Was that your junior year? Yeah, my junior year. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Junior year, you know, that that's 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 probably my favorite game. Hmm. Cause that was a home game, right? That was yeah, a home game, home, yeah. Home game. So you know, we we had some good games up in there. We beat some players, some good teams that on their floor. But you know, playing that shoemaker, you know that 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 was us. So that's that's yep. what we wanted, to, you know. So one of yep. the ones. Now, Lou, at the end of the uh, interview, I always do a little thing I call quick questions and quick answers. All right, so I'm going to ask you some questions. You ready? Yeah. All right, quick questions, quick answers with Lou Banks. First one, what music did you listen to before games when you played for the Bearcats to pump you up? Like, what was your go-to, like, artist or song back in the day? We was listening to LL, um, Got the Rock. Ooh, Oh, Boogie Down Productions. Yeah, man, that's what we was listening to. It was pretty much East Coast, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Too Short was just starting to go, but, you know, he wasn't on stream, and, and NWA didn't come until I left. So, you know, that, that's, that's what we was listening to, most of the East Coast guys. Rock okay. Cam, Rock the Rock. Okay, Lord Eric being Rock Cam, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, who who do you think the greatest? Who's the goat? Who's the greatest rapper of all time, Lou? The greatest rapper of all time, Tupac. Tupac. Ooh, yeah, coming. Man, man, man. I gotta go with Tupac. No, he ain't the lyricist, but Tupac is the best rapper of all time. Emotion. He, he, yeah. Everything he yeah. said was a lot of emotion. You felt yeah. it. Yes. Can't can't fault you on that one. I I, I like that. Uh, second question. If you were to say your game is like a player of today, like an NBA player or college player, who would you say your game is like today? Today? Mm-hmm. 
Well, he when when he was playing, I, I liked to run our test. That's what I wanted. Mm. You know, be tough, take it to the whole run. That's that that was my guy, Ron Artest. I like okay. Not the crazy, crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't say, come on now. You're saying game. I'm talking about the game. Metal World Peace. Run off test, man. Run off test. He was a beast, man. He was a beast. Yeah. All right, no, so let me, let me ask you. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I what? I wish I would have had a little bit better defense than what Ron, what Ron was beating him up. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a, a strong guy, too. Yeah, real strong. All right, last question. If you had to go to battle and take one player with you, okay, one player from your time at UC, who would that player be? In, in the battle? Yep. Got to go to battle. And I'm taking one player with me. From my time at UC, my time at UC, I'm 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 going to say Elmardo Gibbons. I'm going to take Elmardo Gibbons. Ooh, tough. Yeah, Elmardo ain't going to give up an inch. All Mm -hmm. five, five, (laughs) eleven, ain't giving up an inch. Yeah, we had battles every day. You know that was my best friend. So we -hmm. battled every day, and that's who I'm going to go to battle with was Elmardo Gibbons. Nice, love it. Now, let me ask you this: I, I know you're, you know, you're up north in Ohio. Um, have you followed, like, even this past season? Have you followed the Bearcats, the basketball program, very much? Oh well, yeah, I follow Bear. I'm, I'm always going to be Bearcat. I'm always looking for watching a game. Where I probably watch about eight, nine games a year. Bearcats. Okay. Follow them this year. Okay. Well, Lou, we got to get you back. We got to get you back to a Bearcat basketball game, okay? Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I love coming to be a good game, you know. And and the one that would be would be great would be Xavier. Ooh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, so the actually some folks over at the university um, had reached out to me. Um, just because of the podcast and interviews that I'm doing, and they really said, "Hey, any of these guys that want to come back, let us know." Um, you know, they'd like to find ways to, you know, honor you guys when you're at the game, point you guys out, make sure you got tickets and all that. So, make sure you reach out to me so I can get you in touch with the right people. Okay, yeah, sure, that'd be great. That'd be great. And I think it would be great one day if you know you want to come down and come to a practice. Um, coach Brandon, the new coach, is a great, great dude, man. Come down and be great for the guys, the, the new guys, to to hear from, you know, a legend like Lou Banks for sure. Talk to them, talk to the new guys. Uh, be great too, yeah. Most welcome to go back and meet with the guys and the new coach. You know, yep. like to stay part of the Bearcat family, even with the newer guys. You know, it's always going to be. Part in my heart for Bearcat because I'm alum, so it's good. It's all good. For, for sure. Well, I'm gonna make sure I make that happen. So you got to reach out to me. I'm gonna make okay. that happen. My father told me to tell you hello. You're definitely one of his favorite guys. He's always like my guy, Sweet Lou. <laughs> That's my dad. Oh, yeah. My guy, Sweet Lou. Hi, and your mom too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I will for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's my guy, Mr. Lee. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Um, And I appreciate you uh, doing this interview. And uh, a lot of the the young Bearcat fans have now learned about Lou Banks, Sweet Lou, and they know they know the history. And I I think it's important, Lou, that like the new Bearcat fans, you know, they know about the Kenyon Martins, the Mm -hmm. Nick Van Exels because of the NBA and all that. But Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to provide that platform so they can learn about guys like you, Roger McClendon, Romel Shorter, Leonardo Givens, you know, even going back before that. I think that's very important. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's what's going on. That's what's up. Um, Anytime, anytime, you know, just, you know, reach out. I'll reach out and, you know, much love to the Bearcat Nation, you know. Yes, sir. You know, that's, that's what's going on. 
Yes, sir. Well, Lou, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, trust me, I'll, I'll definitely be in touch with you. And I, when I come to Columbus area, I'm definitely going to give you a shout. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. We're going to yes. connect up. So let's uh, let's keep in touch, all right? All right. All right, Lou. Good talking to you, brother. Be safe, okay? You too, Alex. All right, man. Take care. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, at BigMeach41. And soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats.